1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, week 10 in the ACC, and it is a special, special week around the parts of this podcast. How are you doing? You ready to go?
2: It's a special week, you say?
1: It is. It is. And not only just a special week, but it is kind of like the final of these types of special weeks for a little while we'll say
2: okay continue you know
1: what week it is
2: tech mobile week baby
1: it is tech mobile week it is uh yeah georgia tech virginia tech the classic rivalry of this podcast the the rivalry that determines who is the real tech for the next year within this podcast is played this weekend we will be previewing that game here shortly but before we do that Mike, we have a little bit of weeknight action we need to get into if you are uh, ready to dive into some of these games. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Friday night. This is, uh, this is uh, a, a bit down the card in terms of uh, national interest, I would venture.
2: Down the card is one way to put it, yes.
1: 7 o'clock on ESPN2 in Chestnut Hill. We've got the Duke Blue Devils on the road taking on the Boston College Eagles. Duke, a nine and a half point favorite. Total is forty-seven. Um, Mike, we're gonna get. There's gonna be a theme here tonight. I'll say this um, for for me in particular of confused a little bit or kind of sketched out by some of these lines. Right. Duke being favored on the road by nine and a half seems like kind of a lot and yet at the same time seems like maybe not quite enough with the way that boston college has been playing and some of the questions surrounding that program right now
2: yeah well here's the thing too like duke's not supposed to be any good you know like they're not they're not really supposed to be any good but they are like elko's getting the most out of them um this is a game I think if you looked at before the season on paper, you were like, yeah, it's a game Boston College should win. Now it's like totally the other way around. I think that's reflected in the nine and a half point spread. Yep. I mean, I said this on the recap for week nine, like BC is considerably one of the worst teams in the power five. And it's not even really a question anymore. It's a matter of like how many teams are above them. Um, it's not many. They're, they're real bad up front. Phil Dracovic is taking a significant step back defensively they're okay but like the offense is so bad that like even for their defense to be okay it's almost like almost totally negated right um I, nine and a half is a lot right but i'm i mean i'm i'm fading boston college i got to continue that trend here yeah um even on like look i i get bcs at home right so like Seeing the line of like nine and a half points, I get why it could be like, oh, well, you know, I could see BC kind of backing into a cover. I could see BC, you know, playing, playing up at home a little bit, you know, Friday night. But I mean, it's not like Notre Dame's coming to town or something, right? It's, it's Duke. Like Duke's coming to town. Like how, how up are you going to get for that game, right? As a team. I really, I just really struggle to see BC contain Riley Leonard and the passing attack for four quarters I have trouble seeing quite honestly seeing Boston College contain Duke's front in the trenches because I think if we're looking at one area where like Duke's won games this year and the reason why I think Duke is where they're at is they've been really really good in the trenches I brought this up a couple weeks ago when Duke was playing Miami you know I thought the one area where Miami maybe wasn't as far ahead of Duke as maybe other skill positions you know or, or positions period was you know Duke's okay in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. And if there's one area where BC has struggled, it's up front, and that's why I think I think Boston College is going to have a really really hard time here. So, even with nine and a half, even with it kind of feeling like a lot, even you know coming into the year saying you know Duke's not supposed to be any good, but they're kind of playing a lot better than the roster talent, I would say, because Elko's got them really well coached. All that into consideration, I'm still picking Duke here to cover the nine and a half. Um, As far as the total is concerned, give me the over, but like I'm leaning over, right? 47 is a pretty good number, I feel like, on the total. So I'm going to lean over here. Um, But I feel pretty good about Duke in this spot uh, to win the game outright. 9.5 is a little bit spooky with the hook, uh, but I I think Duke wins this game comfortably here. I I think if BC were to cover, it would be more like a backdoor cover, Type fashion. I'm not sure BC is going to be really like in this game at all.
1: I'm kind of with you, and uh, you know, I look at this, and there's just there's so many things that you know. Again, I I feel like this number should almost be bigger. I mean, in in one of the first things I can look at, Duke is five and two against the spread. Boston College one and six. I can look at Duke having five wins, and four of them are by at least well, like fourteen points. I mean, they've only had one remotely close win, and that was a Northwestern eight-point win. They beat Temple by 30, NCA&T by 29, Virginia by, uh, by 21, and Miami they just beat by 24. I mean, so when they're winning, they roll teams. I have questions about Phil Dracovic and his status. I have questions about Zay Flowers and his status. As you mentioned, Boston College in a, a really bad place in, in the trenches right now, even probably worse than they were to start the year, uh, especially on that offensive line. Like you said, Boston, yeah. Duke has every ability to just overwhelm them in the trenches. I'm with you. I think Duke wins this game going away. Um, I'll take the over as well. I, I think this might be something like 38-13 or something like that. Um, I, I think this is not You're all that not competitive. competitive. No. Wow. I don't think so. I think Duke can can absolutely smash Boston College in this game. And and I, I don't love it. You know, I I wish better for, for the Eagles. I, I wish better for Jeff Hafley in that program and for Dan Rubin and all our friends there. But at the end of the day, I just with the way these teams are playing and the way things are going and what the vibes are looking like on these on either sideline, give me Duke, aren't great. big I, I might need to lock this up, honestly. I I'm not not just yet. This is this is my uh maybe come back to it
2: lock. Grow a pair. No. Okay.
1: I will not conform to your rules, Mike. I won't do it.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: going to leave that right there. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Duke in the over for the both of us. Uh, no locks just yet. Let's move on, Mike. <sighs> All right. It's Jeff- Is Jeff Sims playing? Oh... <sighs> I mean, if you listen to the press conference today from Brent Key, apparently he is full speed in practice, which after you were the emergency quarterback like three days ago, like you're full speed. Okay. I,
2: this is their Super Bowl, shall we?
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's everybody's Super Bowl, Mike. It's the Tecmo Bowl. Like, this is a big deal.
2: It's our Super Bowl.
1: It's ours. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. At, um you know, just as the Lord intended, Mike, at 1230 on Jefferson Pilot Special uh, – <laughs> My Georgia tech yellow jackets on the road in Blacksburg, taking on your Virginia tech Hokies, your Hokies, a three point favorite at home, the total, a whopping 41 and a half points in case you were uh, hoping to see offense on Saturday. That is not in the forecast. Uh, I, 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 I definitely don't expect Jeff Sims to be a full go. I don't expect him to look right. I don't expect him to look healthy. Um, if he does play, it might he might only play for you know the first quarter, the first half, something like that. I would basically just plan on a majority of this game being Zach Pyron, the true freshman at quarterback for Georgia Tech, for better or worse. I think that's a much better situation than Zach Gibson would be, but it still has its limitations. He's not as mobile as Jeff Sims is. Um, he's obviously as a freshman, he's going to have freshman moments, make freshman mistakes, especially with Brent Prize defense and. I'm sure some things that he's going to try to do to confuse them. So I, I I, I don't love laying points with either team in this matchup, but I will lay them with Virginia Tech. I think I think giving me the Hokies minus a small number minus the three, I think they'll find a way to win this game at home. Backs against the wall, the whole thing. Georgia Tech, vibes were great under Brent Key a few weeks ago, but I don't know. Things seem to be fading kind of quick, and we're uh, – Starting to move on from Brent Key in the, in the head coaching sta- in the head coaching search and, uh, you know, seeing what's next.
2: So I was approaching Virginia Tech's final, well, I would say final four games of the year, but they're most definitely going to lose to Duke. So three out of the last four games for Virginia Tech, I was going to approach it from the standpoint of just kind of take the underdog. So this game, that would mean Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. You know, when Tech plays Liberty, maybe that's Virginia Tech. Maybe that's Liberty. When Tech plays UVA, it's probably going to be UVA. Um, I'm not sure I can do it here. I'm not sure I could take the underdog in Georgia Tech. And the only reason why is because Jeff Sims is not healthy. If Jeff Sims is healthy, I'm taking Georgia Tech here.
1: Georgia Tech, Jeff Favored.
2: Georgia Tech would. Yeah, or I mean, at worst, it'd be a pick'em, probably, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I agree, um, but he's not healthy, and I think that Tech is going to Virginia Tech is going to get Zach Pyron at quarterback, like you mentioned, and I also am of the same mindset where a freshman going up against a Brent Pry defense that has played pretty well all year doesn't seem like a recipe for success on the road. Just does not seem like a very good spot. Um, no. With that being said, like Virginia Tech is awful. They're so bad, and now I gotta lay points with my alma mater, and I don't feel very good about that either. So I'm gonna hold my nose and take Virginia Tech. I'm going to uh, take the under as well. In fact, with a true freshman at quarterback and Virginia Tech's offense as bad as it is. Joey, producer Scott, let's lock that bad boy up. Give me the under. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Easy pick for me.
1: It's a really small number, and yet... Mike, how how long is a regulation football game? How how much time's on the clock?
2: That would be 60 minutes, Joseph.
1: And if you had to guess across the 60 minutes in this regulation football game that will be played at 1230 on the Jefferson Pilot Network on Saturday check your local listings of those 60 minutes how many would you guess that the best unit on the field will be the defense
2: I'm gonna go with 60 minutes Joey
1: minus maybe like one minute for like special teams plays when there's not really when there's not really defense but other than that yeah no yeah defense is gonna be the best unit on the field for both teams all day long uh and 41 and a half is a small number but uh mama didn't raise no coward so uh yeah let's let's lock that up as well i'll take under 41 and a half give me lock it up. it up you better lock it up
2: no. you lock it up you lock it up lock it up lock it up Please.
1: what's funny is my buddy adam who's a listener to the show he's a georgia tech alumnus and fan and all that uh texted me this afternoon saying i haven't even listened to the show yet i bet you guys both locked up the under in this game huh <laughs> well adam, adam, that's correct Speaking of Nostradamus stuff, like me predicting Wake Forest is going to have six turnovers in the third quarter, which I did. I was around <laughs> right. that Right. Good job, right? You're correct. Yeah. Oh, man! Small number, but and then that's and the real concern is you can run into like a special teams touchdown or a defensive score or a turnover deep in somebody's territory and just get like cheap points. But Mama didn't raise no coward.
2: Producer Scott, question for you. What finishes with a higher total? The amount of beers you drink in Blacksburg on Saturday afternoon or the amount of points scored in this football game?
0: So I've been planning a tailgate of sorts for that exact reason, and I mean, I'll just drop this right now.
2: I don't care. I'm a sicko. I'm gonna have about
0: (laughs) forty beers. Hell yeah. I say beers plus three and a half? years plus three and a half. They sell in Lane Stadium now. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it to a game this year. I'm just going to enjoy Blacksburg for what it is, and the football will just be like a side activity. So any Hokies listening know that you can have a good time there without a football game. That's what I'm going to do. Thousand percent. I like that attitude.
1: I, In general, I'm with you, Mike. I, I don't like laying points with Virginia Tech at all. i I was fully prepared to just take the points with anybody here, but the more I think about it, I just I cannot trust Zach Pyron on the road against Brent Key. I I can't do it. Brent Key? Brent Pry Playing against his coach. Brent, yeah. Battle of the Brents. Battle of the Brents, baby. Name that Brent.
2: (sighs) Battle of the Brents. Name name this podcast Battle of the
1: Brents. (laughs) Hell yeah. Battle of the Brents. Techno
2: Bowl. Battle of the Brent edition
1: man this rivalry has been through some uh some some different phases over the years
2: seen some stuff
1: and and we we talk about this is a particularly special one because this is the last time they'll be playing this on a regular like annual basis unfortunately um this is unfortunately i think one of the key casualties of the acc's new scheduling model is that this will no longer be an annual game and that sucks
2: it sucks for his podcast certainly Mm -hmm.
1: I think it sucks in general. I mean, you, you look at some of the games that are replacing this one, and it's, there's, there's less investment, it seems like, on each side. You know, you kind of would have rather seen this one continue annually. Personally, but, you know, to each yeah. their
2: own. Well, thank God I get to watch Virginia Tech play Boston College every year. Still.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Hokies minus the three, and we have both locked up under 41.5 for the final annual edition of the Tecmo Bowl. 1230 on the jefferson pilot network as the lord intended so check your local listings let's keep going here noon on the acc network as i believe the astros have just finished a combined no-hitter of the phillies in game four of the world series by the way that's
2: how you get uh, the momentum back
1: that'll work that'll work the number 17 north carolina tar heels at noon on the acc network they're on the road in uh, charlottesville taking on the virginia cavaliers North Carolina, a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total is 60 and a half. Mike, why is this number only seven-and-a-half?
2: I don't Virginia know. Virginia
1: just needed four overtimes to get to 12 points against Miami. Like, And I realize I that North Carolina's defense may be slightly worse than Miami's, but like... It ain't that how many bad. Points, how many points is Virginia scoring in this game?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it ain't that bad. And I see the 60 and as the total, and I'm thinking... I mean is Carolina getting there by themselves like why is the total 60 and a half
1: yeah no kidding. Um,
2: I don't I don't get this I don't get the I don't get the spread I don't get the total I don't I don't understand it um, how many I mean again Carolina's defense is not very good but like Virginia's offense like as a standalone entity is not very good right like take mm-hmm. defenses out of it this offense is not very good Um I know kind of the rule has been, you know, okay, North Carolina in a game where Carolina plays, like you got to bet the over. I'm not feeling that this week. I'm not feeling that. Not after what I just witnessed in Charlottesville last Saturday. I'm not about to just all of a sudden say, yeah, UVA is going to score enough for this game to go over. By the way, UVA's defense, um, not terrible. So, now all of a sudden i am going to expect carolina to get to 60 and a half most of the way themselves and then uva's got to score some points too i don't i don't know man i i'm gonna go under here for sure and give me carolina i don't understand the line maybe i'm being tricked here this might be this line stinks mm-hmm. i'm just not sure which direction it stinks in so give me the heels give me the heels in the under
1: I'm I'm with you to the to the extent that I don't have a whole lot to add. I don't yeah. understand this line. Like I don't get it. We, we you know we got into it on Twitter a little bit yesterday with a couple of fans. We recorded this on Wednesday night, so it was on Tuesday that we got into this with a couple of fans uh, of North Carolina that we weren't giving the, their defense enough credit, which is just a very confusing argument to make. Like this is a team with an offense ranked in the top ten nationally by a lot of the you know most respected advanced metrics that's like the number right. 7 offense in SP+ plus, and their defense is outside the top 100 yeah so like i think it's very clear and nobody's under any illusions of like how north carolina is winning these games like
2: <laughs> they're outscoring people they gave up 1100 yards in like total in like a two week period like this month, and I, or I'm sorry. I guess last month. Now it's November. Last month, and I've I was being told on Twitter that Carolina had a defense that was improving. On the basis of what they played you, like on basis of what?
1: The only thing that anybody has mentioned that I will even give a little bit of credence to is well, no. We were talking about scoring defense. Just look at the number of points that they've given up. Which. Is basically to say that they've given up yards hand over fist, gotten into the red zone, and just been winning red zone roulette over and over and over. And at some point, that bill becomes due. The problem yeah. is, Mike, if you just like, look at red zone offenses, not only ACC but maybe across the country, Virginia has to be one of the absolute worst. Like, this has been their problem all year. They can move the ball between the 20s. They cannot get into the end zone, and oftentimes they can't even kick field goals. Like, they can't get points on the board when they get down to the 15 yard line. Like, yeah. it's so that's the thing is, I, I you know, if that's what North Carolina is doing, is just playing red zone roulette and winning, I have no reason to think that, that Virginia is going to be the team to break that streak. So, yeah, give me North Carolina. I, but I'm like, I'm with you. I'm spooked by this line. Like, I feel like I'm missing something or someone knows something. UVA scored six points in regulation last Saturday. Yeah, six, six. They had four plays from the one yard line against Miami, and they couldn't punch it in. Like they came away with no points. Like it Just, I don't know, man. And that—that's the thing. Yeah, we, we you know we can do the whole Tony Elliott and I might just Virginia lay. I might,
2: I, I, yeah, I, I might actually bet this game just laying with Carolina. I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I mean, well, if I guess I won't, wrong, be wrong. I, I won't be betting it cuz I won't be betting it cuz you know in Virginia you can't bet UVA. So, whatever. <laughs> anyway, in theory I'd be laying them.
1: Well, if you wanted to Venmo me a couple bucks, I can uh, I can see what I can do for you on that.
2: Yeah, yeah. We can use BetUS.
1: I don't think anybody uses BetUS, Mike. That's okay. Um, it's America's right. favorite online sports book. Continue. <laughs> That's what they say. Uh I'm I'm on the under as well because I I think Carolina can score plenty. I don't know that Virginia is going to do their part to uh to keep, help keep up.
2: Uh let's say 42 to f-
1: 10 10. Yeah. Something like that That's feels under right. For that improving North Carolina defense. Go Heels. Yeah, whatever, whatever. God, I All don't right. hate Carol.
2: I don't hate Carolina, by the way. I got some tweets about that, too. I don't.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I mean, they're they're coastal foes, I guess. But like, they're fun to watch on offense for sure. I love Drake May. Like, I love Phil Longo's offense. I got no problems with the Tar Heels for what it's worth. Yeah, they're fine. I like Mac Brown. I think he's a good guy. Hope the best yeah. for him. Yep. <laughs> All right, Carolina and the under for the both of us in that game. Weird line, and uh, f- feels like somebody knows something here. I don't know. I'm just shaking my I'm just shaking my head. I don't get it. <laughs> Mike, we have some more action to preview, but before we do, let's remind the people about Section103.com. It is the Internet's premier place to buy all things wonderful Georgia Tech apparel. They've got the official Tech Gold. They have T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. They have official word marks. They've got that ATL logo. they got something for the whole family, men, women, and children. Everything that you need to support Georgia Tech can be found at section103.com. I love mine. I've got several different options. You have a Section 103 shirt that declares that Bobby Dodd Stadium is your happy place.
2: And I just have the plain Georgia Tech one as well mm-hmm. that Stephen was so kind as to. Oh, by the way... Uh, anniversary this past week of the jerseys gang stolen and Virginia yeah. Tech having to wear the uh Georgia Tech practice uniforms or whatever they were alternates.
1: If they had just yeah. brought their section 103 they could have worn that.
2: Oh well, that's right. Well Steven had the uh <laughs> the tape across and had Virginia written in and said Georgia Tech, which I appreciated.
1: So that's right. That's right. i funny story I I tweeted out that I was at that game as a high school junior and I didn't really know what had happened until after the fact. And I tweeted that for the sake of mentioning that in case I still need an alibi, I was not the guy that, that took those jerseys out of the Virginia Tech locker room. I just want to make that very clear.
2: Yeah, well, innocent until proven guilty anyway.
1: <laughs> the point is, Mike, if you're looking to support Georgia Tech, go to section103.com, use promo code GO ACC for 10% off your first order. Uh, they have all sorts of wonderful, high quality, great looking apparel. For whatever reason, it is hard to find t-shirts, sweatshirts, those kinds of things with official Georgia Tech logos on them. But you can find them at section103.com. So if that's what you need, that's where you go. You use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Really appreciate Steven and the gang for their partnership here uh, for the second straight year. Yep, absolutely. Let's keep moving, Mike. 330 on the ACC network. The number 20 still ranked Syracuse Orange on the road in – well, it's the big ketchup bottle – in – the venue formerly known as Heinz Field. Akersher T- Stadium. Akersher Stadium. Nobody's figured out what Akersher is yet. Uh, they're taking on the Pitt Panthers. Syracuse, a three-and-a-half-point underdog on the road, meaning Pittsburgh a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Total's 48. Um, I, I feel like the vibes with both these teams, not particularly good right now. Pitt... Pitt had North Carolina on the ropes through three quarters last week and then lost by, like, three scores. Which, North Carolina will do that to you in the fourth quarter. But I, I realize that Syracuse has lost two in a row. They lost to Clemson. They lost to Notre Dame. I, I don't know what to do with this game, Mike. Do you feel strongly one way or the other?
2: Pittsburgh, lock it up.
1: Whoa! You better lock it up. You better
2: lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up lock it up please syracuse sicko stuff syracuse cannot stop the run
1: i mean all right yeah well yeah they cannot stop the run i mean they struggled against the run the last two weeks against clemson whose offensive line has been up and down we'll say and against notre dame whose offensive line is much bigger and that seemed like that was the real sticking point, was Syracuse's defensive front is a little bit undersized. They try to leverage their speed and, um, and all that, but when they go up against a really big, bad offensive line, they can just get dominated, which is what happened against Notre Dame. Can Pittsburgh really dominate this Syracuse front with you know in the trenches? Why not? Are they as big and as dominant as Notre Dame's?
2: The two offensive lines you just mentioned, too, are like not playing particularly well this year, right?
1: Yeah, and and I guess I mean some of that depends on how we quantify that. Like, would we say that about a team that's struggling to run block or a team that's struggling to pass block? Because well, that's, that's fair. Struggling to protect their quarterbacks, but that's fair.
2: Yeah, that's fair. It's more in the passing game than the running game. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Pitt here. I just you gotta stop Izzy abandoning for four quarters and show show me something, Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Show me something. Um, I really, really like that matchup for Pitt. I really like that matchup for Pitt up front. That's, that's it here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a sick, it's a sicko's pick. Certainly. I mean, Pitt is, Pitt's two and six against the spread this year. So like, that's not lost on me, yeah. but this is just, this feels like a good matchup for Pitt offensively and They're scoring some points. I mean, they've been underwhelming in the passing game. Like, Keaton Slovis is just not very good. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I get they lost a lot at receiver. But, yeah, I I just like this matchup for Pittsburgh. Now, on the other side, like, Pitt's defense, a a bit up and down, right? And Syracuse's offense, I think there are going to be some opportunities there um, for Syracuse and— in big passing question game?
1: mark, yeah. Big question mark is is Garrett Schrader playing in this, or is it Carlos Del Rio Wilson? Right. I think I got that right.
2: Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, um, nailed it. And like Pitt's Pitt's passing defense has been like, uh, let's call it suspect at times this year. Mm-hmm. So, like, what can Syracuse produce in the passing game? That's that's a big question for me because I think. Pitt's rushing defense will be able to key in on Sean Tucker, and Syracuse's offensive line, at least blocking for the running game, has been worse. That's been kind of what they're weakest at. They've, you know, they were winning games early in the year in spite of not being able to run the football. So, can you throw a little bit on this Pitt defense? I think you can. Um, are you going to be able to protect the quarterback? That's that's a big question here. Against a pretty good Pittsburgh front, I I like Pitt
1: here. I like Pitt at home. Hmm. That's where I'm at. I'm going to take Syracuse in the points. And okay. I, I, I'm i going to – I think I'm going to say that Syracuse wins the game outright. Ooh. And I don't feel great about it. Again, with all the – I mean, there's questions about not only Garrett Schrader, you know, is he going to play or is it going to be Carlos Del Rio Wilson? Uh, we also found out this week that the other Garrett on the team, Garrett Williams, one of the best corners not only in the ACC but in the country. Uh, he is done for the year. I think he blew his ACL against Notre Dame. That's not great. But as you said, Keaton Slovis and that Pittsburgh passing attack has been less than potent for uh, a majority of the season. So I'm not yeah. that afraid of it. And once again, I mean, Syracuse's defense, I, I, I think that they it, – it, that scheme, when, when a quarterback is not seeing it regularly, has not seen it year over year, uh, especially if there's not multiple teams in the conference running it or whatever, like – that three three five that Tony Elliot or sorry Tony Elliot Tony White is running. We got Tony Elliott, Tony White, and Tony Gibson in this conference. Um, Tony White Tony. runs. Tony White running that three three five. That is a confusing and difficult to decipher kind of system for uh, for opposing quarterbacks. I do not trust Keaton Slovis to have a good day in this situation. This is this is like a contrarian you know buy low kind of pick. So give me Syracuse outright. I think to win this game. Uh, I, I think that they'll be able to contain Pitt's offense enough, even with the pieces that they do have. I think they'll be able to move the ball enough. Even if Garrett Schrader doesn't play, I think in a way, the other thing that I noted, by the way, we do realize that this whole like distribution of the ball thing got, it, it changed drastically when Del Rio Wilson came into the game last weekend. Um, uh, this might just be a, a Garrett Schrader thing that really he only wants to give the ball to Sean Tucker and, and Ronda Gadsden. Like spreading the ball around a little bit could have some really uh, significant positive impacts for the Syracuse offense as well. So I'll take Syracuse to win the game. Uh, total's 48. I'm going to take the over as well. I th- These are two teams that I don't really love taking overs in. I think their defenses are better than their offenses, and yet... Something about this game, I just get weird vibes. Not a not a super high number. I feel like this could get a little bit pointy, like get into the thirties, um, or it'd be like a thirty-one twenty-eight kind of kind of game. So give me the over. Yeah, I'm on the over as well. Yep. Syracuse got to go on the road and uh, get themselves up off the deck, as Stanford Steve would say. After a, a couple of losses in a row, I think they can get it back.
0: I'm locking up yeah. hit whatever. I, I did some digging. <laughs> did some digging while you guys were talking on the injury all i could find was uh there was a podcast today the orange zone released by some guy named tommy you think it works that uh he told me about it <laughs> no um <laughs> but the official depth chart did have schrader listed at the top so all right
1: that's worth more than nothing but up to interpretation of how much more than nothing the official depth chart means to you i it's yeah. That's that's a discussion for a different show. I guess I'll say
2: that'll be the next thing we get mad at Tom for
1: That's the next <laughs> thing. There you go. All right, over for both of us. You've got Pitt locked up, Mike. I've got Syracuse. I think they can win that game outright. We will keep moving here at 7:30 p.m. on NBC Peacock. Is this so? Is NBC this like sp- and or. Okay, so it's on NBC and Peacock, not NBC Peacock, as in you can only stream it if you pay for their premium service.
2: No, that was the UNLV game.
1: Yeah, that's just continues to be a super weird business model. So, 7.30 p.m. on NBC if you got the Rabbit Ears or anything else that gets NBC. number four Rabbit Ears. The number four, the <laughs> the number four yeah. Clemson Tigers... Playing uh, behind a paywall, not really a paywall. Just kidding. Number four, Clemson on the road in South Bend, taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, Clemson, a three and a half point road favorite. Total is forty-four. Uh, Mike, Notre Dame playing a little better. They are Clemson going on the road. Offense has been suspect. How do we feel about this number? So,
2: not not great. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Not great, full disclosure. Um, So I've been back and forth on this, right? Because I look at kind of Notre Dame season, I think about how they looked at Ohio State, right? And how well they played in that game, despite clearly not having the offensive firepower to keep up, you know, when Ohio State's offense was right, you know, kind of as we saw in the second half, Notre Dame led that game at halftime, but it was pretty clear that the Irish were going to have to find a way to manufacture some points in the second half to actually win that football game. Mm -hmm. So it never really felt like they had control of that game by any means. Um, I think about that. I think about like the Marshall loss where they kind of quit committing to running the football. I think the same about the Stanford game where they just kind of quit committing to running the football. And I think about, you know, how good Notre Dame looked against BYU, right? How good they looked offensively. I Granted, UNLV is Garbage, how good they looked offensively against UNLV. I think about how good they looked in the dome against Syracuse last Saturday. Like, Mm -hmm. they committed to running the football. I've been really back and forth on this. The reason why I'm going to go with Clemson here is because Clemson's rushing defense is really, really good. And Mm -hmm. I'm just not sure Notre Dame is going to be able to impose their will in the trenches and run the football the way they want to in this game. And I don't think Drew Pine gives them enough in the passing game. Um, and look, it's it's not even it's easy to point to a quarterback be like, "Okay, Tyler Buckner got hurt, he's out for the year and it's been Drew Pine's show. And Drew Pine's been fine, but like it's clear that there's a limited ceiling with him at quarterback." Um, but more importantly, like Notre Dame's receivers have really been struggling to separate all year. It's been basically mm-hmm. Michael Mayer or bust a tight end. And the thing about Clemson is like they're going to be able to A stop the run and B cover Michael Mayer. So Mm -hmm. after that, like, how does how does Notre Dame move the ball in this game? I don't, Uh I don't know how they do it. Um, Now I think Notre Dame's defense will keep them in the game. I think Clemson will will struggle to score a bunch here, but I think they'll score enough. So I look at the I look at the total right. I I look at the total in this game. Um, You know the fact it's sitting at 44. I I like the under, and I like Clemson. I think that's how I'm playing this because I just, every way I look at this, I don't know how Notre Dame moves the ball unless Clemson just decides they're going to not cover Michael Mayer. And I feel like they're going to double him and they're going to stop the run. And I don't know how Notre Dame moves the ball after that. So that's why I'm picking Clemson.
1: I completely agree. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't know how Notre Dame moves the ball in this game. I think that Clemson can hold up against the rushing attack. I don't think that that Drew Pine is going to be able to carve up Clemson's secondary. I don't think that Notre Dame has the dudes in the receiving core to do work against Clemson's secondary. Uh, so I just – this this feels like it's going to be an ugly game. Notre Dame scoring – I mean, you can maybe break a play here or there um, for, for a lot of yardage. Maybe your defense can force a mistake, you know, create a turnover in Clemson territory, kind of create a short field for yourself, that kind of thing. But, like – if Notre Dame is starting with the ball on their own 20, 25-yard line all night long, like, you're not getting in the end zone more than, like, twice, I would bet. So that's where I, I'm I'm with you. Give me Clemson minus the 3.5. I, I like the under as well. I think this could be, like, a 24-10, to 10, like, slog of a game of sorts.
2: Yeah. I don't think Notre Dame's going to get blown out here or anything like that. Mm-mm. Like, I think they'll be – I think Notre Dame will be game. You know what I mean? Like, I think they'll play well. I just their don't defense s-
1: will hold up against Clemson's offense pretty well, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. And, like, I don't think Notre Dame is quite as bad as their record. Like, they should have beaten Stanford. They should have beaten Marshall. Ohio State game is what it is. But they've looked... In some of these games they've played this year, they've looked good. And you've seen, like, the best version of Notre Dame. But even the best version of Notre Dame does not have a good passing attack. No. So that's just kind of what I keep turning to. That You think about the games I mentioned, the BYU, the Syracuse, like, you know... Uh, th- those are like two quality opponents, right? And then there's like the UNLV game, which was a blowout. They didn't really have a really good passing attack in that game. You think about the Stanford game, no passing attack. Marshall, no passing attack. Like,
1: if they uh, had, you know, the Marshall and the Stanford game in particular, they lost those two games by a combined seven points. And now, if, like, just totally ignore the fact of what Marshall and Stanford are, which are both pretty rough teams right now not like, good not, not good but like if they had won those games by a field goal and Notre Dame was seven and one what would we be saying about the Irish you know which <laughs> you know I for the I, I if you had asked me if you just come up to me on the street today put a bag over my head threw me in a van and said what is Notre Dame's record I would not have said five and three. Like, right. <laughs> it doesn't right. feel like five and three right now. It it feels worse, you know? So I, yeah, that's the
2: funny part, right? Mm-hmm. The, the discourse has been, this team's really bad because of how bad the two losses were. But then you look at kind of what they've looked at, what they've looked like at their best. And they don't look like an elite team, but they look like a pretty good team. But like, the best version of Notre Dame's offense is running it down your throat. I don't see them doing that here, and I think the only way Notre Dame wins this game is if they're able to establish the running game, which right. seems like a pretty big ask against the best rushing defense they've played all year.
1: The interesting thing is, looking back at the Ohio State game, and, and that was week one, but I bring that up because Ohio State had a bad time trying to throw the ball against Notre Dame. They did. Week a one, lot of teams have. Yeah, week you know week 1 maybe we can excuse it away, but the question I guess becomes, you know, is Clemson's passing attack enough to supplement its rushing attack in this game for what Notre Dame's defense is going to do. And that's where 44 I think is too many points. I think this this is a low scoring kind of situation.
2: Carolina Carolina had I know I know they ended up scoring 32 points and it looked better at the end, but like Some of those were garbage time. Carolina had a bad time throwing the ball against Notre Dame's defense. Notre Dame's got a very, very good defense. So Mm -hmm. I think
1: Clemson's going to struggle to score here. Yep. I agree. I I think they score enough to win the game. I I don't think they score a lot. So, yeah, give me uh, Clemson like 24-10, 24-14, something like that. I think it's relatively low scoring. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. Clemson and the under for the both of us. Let's keep moving, Mike. Let's Let's pick up the pace here. Uh, this is at 6 sorry six thirty 30 central 7 30 on ESPNU the Louisville Cardinals are at home taking on the James Madison Dukes Louisville a seven and a half point favorite total is 52 and a half Mike the big question here I think is is Todd Santeo playing for James Madison and I know that this everybody's podcast is you know somebody's Somebody's first. Uh, just so that you're aware, Todd Santeo is James Madison's quarterback. I know almost everybody out there knew that, but uh, just for the few people who didn't, he is uh, – I'm, I'm making a joke here. He's their oh. – he's their – yeah. <laughs> Todd Santeo is James Madison's quarterback. He's their best player. He was really driving their offense. He missed last week with an injury, uh, and all of a sudden, James Madison looked bad. Uh, they were 5-0 and through five weeks and uh, then have lost two in a row now. And so the question is, is he healthy? What is his status? It seems like with the nature of his injury, I think it was an oblique strain. It was kind of a game-time decision last week against Marshall. He did not play. I would imagine with an extra week here, he probably does. Plus the bye. Plus a bye week, they that's have, right. Yeah, it was buy. two weeks ago against Marshall. God, can you believe they lost to Marshall? <laughs> Who loses to Marshall? Gosh. <laughs> Go Irish. Go Irish, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I uh. you know, the vibes are good with Louisville right now. And the vibes are bad with James Madison. What a sick thing to say. Yes. Mike, give me the Dukes. Give me the Dukes and the points. I, I don't know that they'll win the game outright. I think they're gonna make Louisville sweat it at least a little bit. I think Centeno plays. Um I, this number being 7.5 feels a little bit low for a Louisville team at home. It, it feels like it's it's a little too easy. I I think a little bit of what Louisville's doing is, is smoke and mirrors. So I, I think James Madison keeps this thing close and makes it a little sweaty. So uh, give me the Dukes plus the
2: 7.5. Nothing like losing to a new FBS team to all of a sudden – Bring back hot
1: cedar fields, hot cedar fields. Shout out to Tom.
2: I think I'm on the Dukes. I think I'm on the Dukes. Do they I think win? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Well, okay. they could. I mean, they could. I just, I, I don't think they do. I think Louisville wins. I think James Madison could. They could. Um, now, if. <laughs> Louisville losing to a first-year Sun Belt team is definitely not something that Scott Satterfield wants to add to his resume, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't put that, don't put that under like you know you have a resume. Don't put that under like extracurricular activities. Like that's not uh, something you want to add at the bottom. Other yeah, skills, no. yeah. I know uh, pivot tables, VBA, and losing to first-year Sun Belt teams.
1: <laughs> like don't <laughs> proficient in Microsoft Office. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because we already know he fibbed about prof- being proficient in coaching, right? So you can't lie again on the resume. You can't lie. You can't lie multiple times. He uh, doesn't
1: even interview for other jobs right. He just lets people know about it.
2: Yeah, Anyways. he talks about being homesick. Like, I, uh, what a moron. Oh. Love you, Scott Sauerfield. Maybe hmm. we'll have him on the podcast sometime once he gets fired.
1: I doubt it, but I'd love it. Well... Definitely, yeah. <laughs> if
2: you listens, yeah. I mean, especially not if you listen to the last like I don't know thirty five, forty seconds of this podcast. Yeah, give me, give me the Dukes. I give me the Dukes to cover, and um, give me the over. Hell, whatever. Give me the over. Dukes in the over. Louisville Total's wins
1: fifty two and a half. I'll take the over as well. Yeah, uh,
2: two teams have been able to score some points this year. Assuming mm-hmm. Centeno's healthy. If Centeno's not playing, then uh, give me Louisville and under probably because. I'm not sure Louisville's going to score 52 by themselves. I'm not sure if, like, James Mass is going to score much. So.
1: If Santiago's not playing, give me Louisville by two touchdowns. I mean, yeah. easy. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially with the way that that Louisville defense has been playing the last month or so. It, it has gotten a lot better, by the way. And, and I think that's one of the keys that I think will make sure that they win this game is uh, the way that that defense and that pass rush is playing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So, all right, Louisville, uh, Louisville to win, Dukes to cover, and over fifty-two and a half for the both of us, Mike.
0: I think there's one last nice thing we should consider about this game. The, the Dukes have had the week off, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to a bowl game, right? It's the biggest game left on their schedule.
1: This is their Super so, Bowl.
0: And Louisville's coming off that big win against Wake. I feeling think... themselves. Yeah, I don't they could get got. I don't know.
2: Oh, yes. they they could absolutely they they could get got thousand percent.
1: This is not a Louisville team that is uh immune to losing to like anybody right now. Like No. The, absolutely the loss is on not. the table every week.
2: Yeah. Every week. No, it's they're there. That's why Satterfield is where he is in terms That's of right. his job security. So
1: That's right. That's right. Mike, it's seven thirty. On ABC, this is our nation's uh, one of our nation's finest traditions. The Florida State Seminoles on the road in South Beach, taking on the Miami Hurricanes. Florida State, a seven and a half point road favorite. Total is fifty three. Mike, you know what they say about this game. You can just you, know, you can throw the records out. It's not it's not like other games. Um, it it, ha- it works differently. Uh, the guys right. are trying harder. It, it's something special. It's something different. Right. Uh, Mike, we're laying seven and a half with Florida State. Lock it up.
2: You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up.
1: Lock it up. Please. I did a very poor job of prompting producer Scott on that one, so that's that's on me. That's my fault.
2: I was thinking the soundboard was dead <laughs> again. <yet>. So
1: <laughs> no no that's my fault i look this game is is maybe it's different i don't know it it was in in years past and i remember earlier in this podcast history we'd bring on cam to help preview this game and he would tell us how different it is um it the last couple years it does not seem like it's different it seems like the the better more competent team is winning every year and florida state is it just looks way way better than miami does right now um I, I not a chance that I am looking to to bet Miami in a game, and and by the way, part of the reason for that, <laughs> and I'm not making this up, Miami so far is what are they three and five four and four they're four and four they've played eight games seven of them against FBS competition. Would you like to know, Mike, how many of those seven games against FBS competition that they have covered the spread in?
2: Gonna go with one. General. Next
1: one will be the first one, Mike. Oh <laughs> my have, God! They have not covered against FBS competition yet this year. So, like hell, am I taking seven and a half points against a very competent, very good Florida State team in this game? No way. No, thank you. Florida State minus the seven and a half. Lock it up. Totals fifty-three uh, over. I don't know. Sure.
2: Thought you were having a stroke, so glad you came out I of almost,
1: that. I almost did trying to process what's going to happen at 7.30 on the ABC. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, brain went off there.
1: <laughs> you know, we
2: have a double barrel lock. I've locked up one other game. It would be a little unruly of me to lock up a third game. But then again, I think back... For a back, second week in a row. Yeah, but then I think back to last week, and I believe I went 3-0 on locks. Didn't I? I believe I don't did. care. I mean, I'm a with, sicko. I don't care. I'm a sicko. When you're hot, you're hot. Florida State, my seven and a half double barrel times two, we're locking it up. Let's go. You better lock it up. You lock it up. lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. We got locks all over the damn card. Let's go, baby.
1: Let's go. Littering the card with locks.
2: Literally everything you said amplified. Everything you said. (laughs) I have nothing else to add. Miami is very bad. They scored 14 points without scoring a touchdown last week. They were the team that lost a little bit worse than UVA did on the road. That's why they won the game. Terrible football team. We don't know the health mm-hmm. status of Van Dyke either. We got the kid who thinks he's Jeff Garcia playing quarterback. It's, we're, not, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. They're catching seven and a half at home. Like, come on.
1: Florida State's the better coach team by a mile at this point like we've been cl- complaining about miami's coaching all year long
2: oh yeah norvell's got him coached up man and like we've mm-hmm. been taught hey we just talked, we just finished up a segment we were talking about notre dame that we think notre Dame's better than their record you want to talk about a team who's better than their record florida state is five and three they had a very tough schedule in the month of october they could have easily won that nc state game right at, at the very least they should be at least six and two this mm-hmm. is a good. This is a good Florida State team. A very good yeah. Florida State team. I, in my opinion, they're gonna finish the year ranked. They, they could win nine. This is a very good football team.
1: I. I think so too. Uh
2: yeah. They're they're like a year or two away from being like with Norvell being like top ten good. I think they're they're heading that direction. I think so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Florida State. Uh, Team trending one way, another team trending the other, and I'm not picking the home dog here. No, no chance.
1: Definitely not. Florida State locked up for the both of us and the over. Uh, Mike, let's move on. Last one. Let's wrap it up quick here. I've yep. got parenting duties to attend to here. Uh, Eight yep. o'clock gotcha. on the ACC Network. <clears throat> the number 21 Wake Forest steam and Deeks on the road in Raleigh, taking on the number 22 NC State Wolfpack. Wake is a four-point road favorite in this game. Total is 54. Mike, we know how weird this game always gets. This is also a weirdly small number. Give me the home dog, NC State. I I don't have good reasons. I think maybe MJ Morris gives them a little something special at this point. They looked decent in the second half last week. Give me NC State uh, to cover. And you know what? We'll just say that NC State wins outright. How about that? Go
2: pack. Yeah, you you can have that. Give me Wake. I think Wake bounces back here. Uh, yeah, I mean MJ Morris, I thought was pretty impressive coming in against Virginia Tech, but I can't. I mean, yeah, Wake lost that game last week, but they had eight turnovers. That's not going to happen again. I think Hartman plays better. I think they play better as a as a unit. I just, yeah, give give me give me Wake. Wake wins, covers. They'll be fine, and give Fair me enough. the over as well.
1: I will I haven't taken enough unders tonight, so I'll take the under. I've I don't have a lot of analysis here. I don't really know like what to reasoning. make of this game. I like your I,
2: reasoning on the total there. I, I haven't taken many <laughs> unders tonight, so this is the last game we're previewing. Gotta take an under somewhere, this is where it's gonna be.
1: That's right, let's do it. I yeah, I don't know what to expect. This is gonna this is this game always gets really weird and wild, so definitely get it watch it if you get a chance. Got a second screen, whatever. Yeah. Um, make sure you get a chance to see this game. But I I don't really know what to expect. These teams are in pretty weird places, honestly. Fair enough. So, Mike, that is all I've got on week 10. Uh, Anything else before we work on getting out of here? Nah, man, I think we're good. To recap some locks, you and I, we both have double-barrel locks on under 41.5 in the tech Bowl between Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. We have Florida State minus the seven and a half against Miami. You also have Pittsburgh minus the three and a half against Syracuse. I don't uh, care about the sicko <laughs> that was not the sound drop. That was a uh, that was just another admission. So that's fine. Yes. Mike, let's get out of here. Let's enjoy some week ten games and come back and recap them. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. Uh, until then, we are on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He's at Mike McDaniel SI. Together, we're at BC Podcast ACC. We're on YouTube. Go find the videos of these podcasts. Go hit the subscribe button. to search for Basketball Conference. We would really appreciate that. We are on iTunes, Spotify, all the good places you go find podcasts. You can send us an email with questions, comments, concerns. The longest email address, no Conference Podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. Appreciate those who do. We're not the best at responding. We're We're trying. I swear. I swear we are uh mike where else on the social medias can they find us
2: facebook facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review find uh a few of our podcasts there
1: definitely do and do it for the gram we're on uh at bc podcast acc on instagram
2: good content there
1: please do and use promo code go acc for 10 percent off your first order at section 103.com
2: also on instagram
1: do it mike enjoy the games we will talk afterwards sounds good all right Well, until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Enjoy week 10. We will talk to you afterwards. And until then, go ACC.